Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Our reading comes from 2 Corinthians 3, verses 13 and 14. We are not like Moses who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. You step into the sanctuary where a wedding is being held and you are stunned. The place has been transformed into a beautiful setting with lovely floral arrangements, ornaments around the place, and the altar where the couple will recite the vows is covered over in white linen. Very soon the ceremony begins and the procession begins. Then it is time for the bride to make a grand entrance. She's announced and the doors swing wide open and there she stands. Words cannot describe the radiance, the sheer beauty. The dress is amazing and she glides down the aisle on her father's arms to the traditional bridal music. She's wearing a veil. She is wearing a veil. I wonder what she looks like when the veil is removed. That creates it its own suspense. Okay, come on now, let's leave the wedding ceremony. There was a man named Moses who was chosen by God to lead the Hebrews out of slavery. They are walking through a desert on their way to the promised land, a place God was going to give them as the permanent home for God's people. Well, Moses would have private meetings with God from time to time, and on one occasion, Moses was gone for a long time, and the people got restless and decided to ditch Moses' God and made a golden calf that they declared was their new God. When Moses came down and he saw the blatant idolatry, he was mad. He cussed them out, ordered that some bad people be executed, and simply got rid of that rebellious lot. Well, he had to return to talk with God, but this time he was gone for 40 days, 40 days without food or drink. This time he returned, but something was strange. Moses' face was shining. No, I don't mean like he was perspiring or wearing special glowing lotion. No, no, no. His face was shining so bright that the people had to cover their faces. It was so bright. After a while, Moses thought of something. He had to put a veil over his radiant face when he was talking to the people. But when he was talking with God, he removed the veil. Veil was on when he spoke to the people. Veil was off when he talked with God. The bride wears a veil when she's walking down the aisle to cover her beautiful face. The groom gets a chance to remove the veil when she's standing before him. In a sense, he is the first to see her without the veil. He is the first person to see how much more beautiful she looks when the veil is removed. Our text is a build-out of that whole veil story. The writer said that when Moses wore the veil, they could deal with him being around. They were comfortable with him wearing a veil so that they don't have to deal with his radiant face. But notice that when Moses is talking to God, he does not wear a veil. The veil stands between them and the real deal. The bride wears her veil and some people are made to wonder, what does she look like without the veil? The text says that the people demanded that Moses wore a veil because they were content with a dull version of God's impact on Moses. But listen to what it says further. The veil is symbolically over people's hearts and it has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Let's dive in some more. Many of us are religious. Many of us go to church and we think we are serving God by going through traditional or cultural forms of worship. 
But the reality is that our hearts are covered over with a veil. We are experiencing God in a reduced manner and our worship is affected by the veil over our hearts. The writer says that whenever someone turns to the Lord, when someone accepts Jesus into their heart, when someone has a personal relationship with Jesus, there is no need for a veil over their hearts. Before Christ, they would practice a watered-down version of worship, but when Christ comes into their lives, he gives them the freedom to worship the true God, and we don't have to be afraid of his beauty. They don't have to go through someone. They don't have to be restrained because of the veil. But here's a part of what the writer says that really catches my attention. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Please don't miss that. We cannot help but remove the veil of traditionalism. We have to remove the veil of culture. We have to remove the veil that keeps us from going through, keeps us from going through the motion. But when we have a personal relationship with Jesus, Jesus comes to fellowship with us. You don't need a middleman. You are free to worship Jesus directly as if you can see him clearly. No veil. That is because the veil is removed and you worship him in an atmosphere of freedom. Please get what the writer is telling us. If you want to experience real worship, then let Jesus come into your life and the veil will be removed and you will be able to see his face. You'll be able to enjoy him fully without the things that used to hold back your worship. The bride will tell you that as beautiful as the veil is, she wants her groom to see her without the veil so he can enjoy her real beauty. My friend, when the veil is removed, we get to relate to God as he is. Awesome, beautiful, powerful, and radiant. There is no doubt that you are worshiping the one true God. Ditch the veil, my friend, and have freedom as you worship God face to face. His beauty will rub off on you. If you were blessed by this message, please let us know by sending an email to friendofclyde at gmail.com.